0: This is Internet Marketing. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Internet Marketing brought to you by Site Visibility at SiteVisibility.org. And today I am talking to Scott Brinker, who is the co-founder of Ion Interactive, that's marketing software, and blogger at Chief Marketing Technologist, that's chiefmartech.com. Hello, Scott. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Andy. I wanted to talk today about a very interesting post that you did recently, debunking the three myths of agile marketing. Why is agile marketing coming into play?
1: That's a great question. Well, I think what we're seeing here is... An acceleration of the clock speed at which marketing operates. Um, You know, marketing for many, many years had a certain rhythm it operated on that largely revolved around the yearly marketing plan. You know, so in the last quarter of the year, everyone would do their research, they would map out their campaigns, their programs, their budgets, all this for then the next 12 months. And then from that point, let things run and at the end of the year go back and be able to measure what happened. But of course at internet speed, uh, yeah, I mean the world just moves much faster than that um, and marketers have increasingly found the need to be able to react to opportunities or problems or issues, uh, competitive threats that can happen in the digital space, you know, literally over a matter of a few weeks. And so I think as marketers have started to wrestle with, okay, well, how do we – we're so used to managing ourselves on this, like, long-term cycle of a yearly marketing plan. How can we start to manage ourselves in a way that's going to be more responsive I think you saw a number of marketers who happened to be working in high tech companies where the development groups were using Agile for software development. Mm. And the light bulb went off and they said, Hey, well, I mean, you're doing these like, you know, one, two, three, four week sprints, you know, adjusting, reacting. Maybe we could use something like that in the marketing department.
0: Yeah. I mean, I absolutely love this comparison with Agile because I know some of our listeners know I'm a, when I wear my other hat, I'm a dev. So this whole idea of, kind of very short cycles so that you can adapt quite quickly, being brought over to marketing is really interesting. Is this a new idea? I mean, how did it come about?
1: Yeah, I mean, certainly, um, you know, Agile itself has uh, been around here for quite some time in in the development community. A number of different approaches really got going there in the 90s. Um, And I think we saw, you know, in the 2000s, Agile development, really got significant momentum behind it. And I think what's interesting is I mean marketing isn't the same as development per se, mm. um but there are certain parallels. This idea of having deliverables uh, in the case of marketing, you might not be delivering software, but you are delivering things like uh, content. Uh, you might be delivering um, actually uh, things that are a little bit like software when you think about delivering websites or yeah. landing pages yeah. or microsites. You know, and instead of trying to like do this all in one big push, cross your fingers and hope it all works. You know, to be able to say, hey, can we break this down into smaller chunks? Let's do a chunk. Mm see what the market reaction to it is see how it performs and then from there tweak what we do for the next chunk
0: would you say that this is quite a sort of highly embraced approach scott or are there still people out there doing the the equivalent of the waterfall technique but for marketing and i'll explain what waterfall means if anyone doesn't know (laughs) a bit later
1: yes Yeah, I think, I mean, most marketers are still probably wrestling with uh, the waterfall approach, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, this thing of really driving um, their programs from a long term yearly marketing plan. I'd say agile marketing for a few years, you know, there were some pioneers who started doing this and writing about it in 2008 and 2009. There were just a handful and then a few more. And I'd say this year, 2013, I was at a number of conferences where at least 20, 25 percent of the marketers I interacted with either were practicing some form of what was called agile marketing or were at least talking about it and considering it. So Mm. uh, my suspicion is actually here uh, this next year or two, we're going to see quite an explosion of um, marketing teams looking to adopt these agile methods.
0: Mm. Do you think there is actually some sort of intersection between marketing and the tech community? It seems like a strange combination.
1: It is. I think it's fascinating how essentially the digital world has caused these two communities to collide. Um, I mean, when you think about what marketing is doing, operating in a digital environment, pretty much everything that marketing is touching there is either controlled by or influenced by or created through software. Mm. Um, And so marketing has become just much more dependent on leveraging technical talent, whether it's, you know, the people who are producing this software, marketing has much tighter relationships with software vendors these days, Mm. or even people in the marketing department who are using this software but they've developed some technical skills to be able to be really good at, you know, configuring software or extending it or writing a little script to, you know, change how something behaves. Um, so I think what you're you're starting to see here is actually marketing teams on the whole getting more technical. Yeah. And one of the things I find fascinating is I also think that's happening in the other direction that you know if you look at the development community the stereotypes of you know developers you know not being great communicators or things like that from you know years ago I mean, clearly that is a myth that has been busted when you look at these uh, open source projects that have just, you know, an incredible presence on the web, Mm. um, you know, really good communications around blogs, uh, promotion, um, you know, sort of the social connections between these participants that engineers seem to be coming a lot more like uh, pretty good marketers uh, in their own um, projects as well.
0: Yes, I think gone are, the, gone are the days of this sort of pale-skinned geek sitting in a darkened <laughs> room or a cave. Uh, so those are all marketers to a certain degree. That's a really interesting intersection, actually. We hear a lot about um, data-driven marketing. Can we can we get a definition of what that would be?
1: Well, it's uh, one of those things that uh, if you ask 10 people, you might get 10 slightly different definitions. yeah, But the core of it is, it it goes back to this fact that just so much of marketing is either being executed through digital channels, um, or certainly being influenced by digital channels. And pretty much everything that's happening in that digital domain generates data, generates tons of data. And we're seeing, uh, you know, this uh, explosion, uh, you know, in data storage that's tied to the marketing department. So all sorts of user behaviors of how people are interacting with us on our websites, how people are interacting us through all these social communities. Yeah, Um, And so, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, data-driven marketing, I think there's, there's sort of a motivation and then there's a process. And the motivation is clear to say, okay, now that we've got all this data, can we find a way to both A, do a better job Of interacting with our customers and our prospects. But also, now that we have this data to be able to show, okay, when are people responding to particular uh, marketing initiatives uh, in the digital space? Can we, you know, track that and attribute it and start to get some sense of ROI, return on investment, for, okay, which marketing efforts, which marketing programs uh, are really working. And so data-driven marketing is saying both from a customer perspective and from an internal management perspective, uh, instead of running marketing on, you know, our gut, can we actually use data uh, to make sure that we're doing the right things for the right people?
0: Yeah, so we come back to this comparison again with Dev, don't we? Because it, as a dev it is very very interesting we have this thing called uh, test driven development where you kind of you define how it's supposed to behave or behavior driven development is actually a, a, a more modern term for it and that seems to be carrying over into marketing so the, in dev we sort of define how something should behave we start to code it we see the tests fail and we go through this very rapid cycle of tweaking the code and tweaking the tests until the code behaves exactly, you know, as it's supposed to. And I find it a fascinating I think we should me and you should coin a new phrase now, Scott. Test driven marketing. What do you reckon?
1: Yes, I I I think that would catch on. I mean in all seriousness, you know, that is I think the biggest advantage of this agile cycle in marketing. And the, uh, you know, data-driven evidence of, you know, what's working or what's not mm. is it's really changing how marketing can approach its mission. It used to be that in marketing, you know, you kind of had to make a big bet like, all right, what's my gut for, you know, this big campaign we should do and you took a big risk with that I mean luckily it was often hard to measure how it performed so maybe people didn't necessarily know how well it worked or not but I think now that we're in this environment where if we're using Agile to you know move a little bit more quickly to be able to you know instead of doing these big bang projects start with you know smaller iterations and say well let's try this let's try a you know a small version of this as an experiment take a look at the data to see if it worked or not. If it does, great. Then by all means, we can scale that up mm-hmm. with a lot more confidence of what the outcome is going to be. On the other hand, if it doesn't work because it was just a small experiment, we didn't actually risk that much. And now we can say, well, all right, let's try a different variation of this or maybe even a significantly different uh, variation of this. Does this work better? Aha, OK, this is working. Mm-hmm. You know, Let's scale this up. This, this ability to experiment with relatively low risk and relatively high payoff really is a very new way for marketing to operate at scale.
0: So, short cycles, fail quickly, succeed quickly, measure and tweak. We've got a lot of small and medium businesses that listen to the show, Scott. What would be your top advice for them? How can they leverage the things, the sort of approaches we've talked about here?
1: Uh, I'm certain that some of them are uh, already doing this, that in many ways, the digital world uh, so favors small businesses because there's so much technology out there that allows a small business for, you know, a relatively small investment. If they're smart about leveraging this technology, uh, they can actually have a much larger footprint. I mean, a small business can be, you know, ranked number one in, you know, Google search listings. It can have, you know, incredible following on these social networks. It can have a website that is incredibly impressive. And uh, when you look at – yeah, small businesses basically being able to leverage this technology as a force multiplier combined with the fact that, right, small businesses are probably – it's easier for them in many ways to adopt this agile approach because they're almost inherently more agile just as a function of their size. Um, and so if you get that combination of being able to you know, act and react quickly and use the technology to – essentially present yourself to the world in a way that's, you know, as equally sophisticated as competitors 10 times your size, it's an incredible advantage for people who can uh, just decide to embrace that.
0: Well, Scott, that's really useful. Thanks so much for joining us. How can people get hold of you if they want to interact with you?
1: Well, uh, I guess on Twitter, uh, my handle is Chief uh, Martech. C-H-I-E-F-M-A-R-T-E-C. And uh, that is also uh, the URL for my blog, chiefmartech.com. So yeah, we'd love to to hear from you.
0: Scott Brinker, co-founder of Iron Interactive and blogger chief marketing technologist. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you, Andy. Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on the internet at www.internetmarketingpodcast.org where you'll find show notes, links and instructions on how to subscribe. We would absolutely love to get feedback, comments and questions from you. If you want to send an email, send it to kelvin.newman at sitevisibility.com. Also, feel free to comment on the website. And if you'd like to use our voice line number, if you're outside of the UK, it's plus four four one two seven three. Two five six one five zero. If you're inside the UK, it's 01273256150. And you can leave a voice, comment or question and we'll play it on the show. Also, we would absolutely be delighted if you would give us a, a rating on iTunes itself. Well, that's it for now. Andy White signing off until next week on Internet Marketing.